Psalm 100 reads, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. And bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Holy and righteous Father, we come to you on this morning, this being the Lord's day. We thank you. For how good you have been to us, we thank you for another expression of your goodness. We thank you for how you watched over us all yesterday and last night. We thank you for blessing us with a safe arrival to the house of prayer. Father, we come confessing all of our sins, asking that you will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It is our prayer that we can worship you to the extent that you will be exalted and glorified. We come to worship you in spirit and in truth. So it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray and we glorify you as we say amen. Let's give God a big hand of praise. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We want to say greetings to each of you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. I say to anybody here who might be a visitor or guest, please know you're always welcome here at St. John. Also, we say to individuals here who are in need of salvation or church membership, feel free to utilize those forms that's behind each pew, which is in front of you. Utilize that form, fill it out. Afterwards, you can give it to an usher, the person at the front desk, or put it in an offering basket. People who are viewing online, you can also go to the website to, view out, uh, to fill out that form. Well, my beloved, as I stated earlier, we were blessed tremendously in our nine o'clock worship. We anticipate another movement of the Holy Spirit in this 11 o'clock worship, you want to be prepared to go to the third chapter of St. John. Uh, we will focus on verses one through three, but we'll probably cover at least verses one through eight. You want to go there. Today is going to begin a sermonic series. And you know, I often say this, you can help yourself to be attentive and alert by following me in the Bible. So have be prepared to follow me in the Bible, and that helps us also to stay awake. Amen, everybody? All right, God bless you. Let's have a good time in the Lord. Good morning, St. John. This is a day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together. 
carry to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true and with thanksgiving i'll be a living sanctuary for you lord prepare me lord prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
For sweet peace and for faith to increase, you have earnestly and fervently, fervently pray. Mm, but you cannot. You cannot have rest and be perfectly blessed until all on the altar is laid. Oh, Leave me 
and have peace and sweet rest as you yield him your body and soul. Oh, Let's give God a hand of praise for this praise team. And Father, we come to represent you again. We need preaching power in order to preach to your people. You know what each person here stands in the need of speak Lord while we wait and listen and we be so careful to give you the praise and the glory in Jesus name 
Amen. In my lifetime, I have observed how people will travel from all over the world to have a talk with the President of the United States. A talk with the President of the United States is momentous to many because a lot of people perceive the U.S. President to be the most powerful person in the world. If a talk with the President of the United States is great, a talk with Jesus is even greater. <laughs> a talk with Jesus is the sermonic title of today's message. Actually, today is the beginning of a sermonic series entitled, A Talk with Jesus. Everybody repeat those four words with volume. Please say, A Talk with Jesus. A man named Nicodemus is highlighted in today's message because he had a talk with Jesus. We read about Nicodemus having a talk with Jesus in John chapter 3. I invite each of you to go with me to John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, which is our sermonic text, and you can, can remain seated. John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3 reads, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let's try to understand what John has recorded in these verses and some of the subsequent verses. In verse 1, and I invite, encourage everyone to follow me as I go through these scriptures, in verse 1, so you should be looking at verse 1, we learn that Nicodemus was a Pharisee and a ruler of the Jews. For those of you taking notes, Nicodemus means victory of the people or people's victory. I'll say that again. The name, the word Nicodemus means victory of the people or people's victory. The Pharisees, which Nicodemus was, believed in the inspiration of the Old Testament. They believed in the coming of the Messiah. They believed in miracles. And they believed in the resurrection. A ruler of the Jews suggests that Nicodemus was a member of the Sanhedrin Council. By the way, the other gospel uh, synoptic writers did not mention Nicodemus. John uniquely discussed him three times 
That's chapter 3, verses 1 through 21, chapter 7, verse 50, and chapter 19, verse 39. In verse 2, you should be looking at verse 2 in your Bible now. Nicodemus came voluntarily to Jesus by night. Does coming to Jesus by night mean that he came to Jesus figuratively wearing a mask? Perhaps he came to Jesus by night because both Jesus and the Pharisees were busy all day. Perhaps he came to Jesus by night to avoid the ridicule and contempt of others. Perhaps he came to Jesus by night because night was symbolic of sin. We can only speculate why he came to Jesus by night. On a positive, if he came with the wrong motive, Jesus would have discerned it and probably rebuked or ignored him. I believe uh, he came to Jesus with good motives. He did not come to Jesus to discuss politics or the state of affairs. He addressed Jesus as rabbi. Everybody say rabbi. Which was a title of respect conferred on distinguished Jewish teachers. He acknowledged Jesus as a teacher and miracle worker whom God sent. Notice he said, we know. Do you see that in that passage? Uh, he says, we know, right in the middle of verse 2. Uh, we is a plural pronoun. He says, we. He didn't say, I know, but he said, we know. Uh, we know implies uh, he, along with many of the Pharisees and members of the Sanhedrin Council, Nicodemus recognized that Jesus' teaching ability and miracle-working ability indicated that God was with him. In verse 3, and you should be looking at verse 3 in your Bible, Jesus answered Nicodemus addressing the state of his soul. Jesus told him about people's need to be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. Being born again means to be born anew or begotten from above. Nicodemus, like most Jews, believed that all descendants of Abraham would see the kingdom of God. Uh, Jesus preface this by saying, verily, verily, which was an expression of strong affirmation, uh, denoting the certainty and importance of what he was about to say. Uh, one must be born again to see or experience the kingdom of God. For those of you taking notes, the kingdom of God has reference to what Jesus would establish on earth and what Jesus would later prepare in heaven. So it had a dual function on earth as well as in heaven. 
Somebody encourage me by shouting out, teach, pastor. In verse 4, and you should be looking at verse 4 in your Bible, uh, Nicodemus was confused, thinking that Jesus was talking about a natural birth rather than a spiritual birth. Uh, verse 4 does read, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Interestingly, as smart and prominent as Nicodemus was, uh, he could not understand what Jesus was saying. Jesus was talking about regeneration, not reincarnation. In verse 5, you should be looking at verse 5 in your Bible. Uh, Jesus clarified what he meant by being born again by telling Nicodemus that people must be born of the water and spirit in order to enter the line enter this time, the kingdom of God. Now, my beloved, the water is often interpreted as water baptism, but many interpret the water to mean the Holy Spirit or God's Word. If people are physically able, they should be baptized, not sprinkling, but immersed in water. Can I teach up in here? Uh, Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verse 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Uh, Peter also emphasized the importance of water baptism in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, which reads, uh, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. A people must be born of the water and spirit to enter the kingdom of God. The word enter, catch me here, seems to be utilized interchangeably with see or experience. Thus, we should be careful not to make a distinction between seeing the kingdom of God in verse 3 and entering the kingdom of God in verse 5. In verse 6, you should be looking at verse 6 in your Bible. Jesus distinguished a natural birth from a spiritual birth. Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. In verse 7, are y'all still following me? Uh, Jesus summarized his discussion by saying, in short, uh, ye must be born again. And finally, in verse 8, Jesus compared the wind with being born of the Spirit. In the NIV Bible, it reads, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell 
where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Jesus was teaching that as we discern the effects of the wind, we should discern the effects of being born of the Spirit. We know that we have been born again because of the discernible effects that we along with others can see. In a nutshell, we see in verses 1 through 8 uh, that Nicodemus had a talk with Jesus about being born again. If you were able to grasp and understand what I've said thus far, go ahead and show it by giving God some praise. As we uh, transition from those days to these days, uh, by way of application, being born again is an experience that everyone needs. In other words, everyone should be born again. That's the key idea for today's message. So I need you to repeat uh, those words, and I need you to do it with volume. Everybody repeat, everyone, everyone. should be born again. If you are in agreement with that key idea, if you are in agreement, go ahead again, give God some praise. Let's briefly consider four characteristics of being born again. First of all, being born again is simple. I need everybody to say with volume, simple. Perhaps many have not been born again because the process seems more complex than what it is. I will admit that living a born-again life is not always simple, but the miracle of being born again is simple. The most difficult part of being born again was when uh, Jesus suffered, bled, and died, sacrificing his life so that we can have eternal life. On our part, everybody say, on our part. To be born again is a matter, and I want you to get this. It's a definition that the Lord put in my spirit. Uh, uh, you might want to write this down, a uh, definition of being born again. So I'll say on our part, to be born again is a matter of believing in God through Jesus Christ, which causes us to repent for our sins, motivates us to be and live like Jesus, and inspires us to love one another. I'll repeat, uh, because I want you to get it good. Uh, uh, to be born again is a matter of believing in God through Jesus Christ, which causes us to repent for our sins, 
motivates us to be and live like Jesus and inspires us to love one another. It's worth me saying one more time. <laughs> to be born again is a matter of believing in God through Jesus Christ and causes us to repent for our sins, uh, motivates us to be and live like Jesus and inspires us to love one another. We must believe in God through Jesus Christ. An authentic born-again experience causes us to repent for our sins. A genuine born-again experience motivates us to be and live like Jesus. A real born-again experience inspires us to love, and that's that agape love, one another. Go ahead and give God some praise. Secondly, being born again is sensible. Everybody say sensible. S-E-N-S-I-B-L-E. -S sensible can be defined as showing good sense. I believe that Jesus wanted Nicodemus to recognize that being born again was sensible. Most Jews wanted to go to heaven. So Jesus shared with Nicodemus a prerequisite for going to heaven which is to be born again. Because being born again is necessary in order to go to heaven, being born again is sensible. People who want to go to heaven show good sense when they choose to be born again. I need somebody to encourage me and just shout out, teach pastor. As a preacher, I challenge everyone to be sensible. Look at that person next to you and just say, be sensible. The Bible teaches us that after death is the judgment, and after the judgment is an eternity in heaven or hell. Hell is a terrible place of eternal suffering, eternal pain, eternal damnation, and eternal alienation from God. Because hell is so terrible, the late Reverend Leo Daniels once preached a classic sermon entitled, What in Hell Do You Want? <laughs> Some of y'all remember that sermon. Now note, uh, he didn't say what the hell, but he said what in hell. And I don't want any of you leaving here saying, Pass all the lost his mind today. He's cussing, using profanity in the pulpit. The preacher raised a good question. What in hell do you want? Avoiding hell is sensible. Choosing heaven is sensible. Being born again, which is the prerequisite for going to heaven, is sensible. Anybody want to praise God? <sighs> I need you to really listen on this third point. Thirdly, being born again is secure. S-E-C-U-R-E. -E. Everybody say secure. People who have really been born again will not go to hell. Oh. 
And I want you to hear something I'm going to say that I know some people would disagree with. And it's okay. I'm going to say it. There is no sin on earth that will prevent someone who has really been born again from going to hell. I know some of you in your mind, you're already thinking about the unpardonable sin. Well, catch where I'm going. Also, there is no sin on earth that people will continue to commit who have really been born again. I want us to examine ourselves with this. People who are born again are not sinless but people who are born again do sin less. People who are born again cannot enjoy pleasurable sins as unsaved people do. And you realize there are some feel-good sins out there, but when you've been born again, we don't enjoy it the way the world can. Why is that? People who are born again are convicted whenever we sin. And we do not have peace within until we repent and reconcile with God. People who are born again will not abuse God's grace and mercy by sinning continuously with the belief that God will forgive us anyhow. A lot of people disagree with the doctrine of eternal security, which is what I'm talking about, because of the way many uh, professing believers abuse it. Well, people who live any kind of a way, believing that God will forgive them anyhow, are people who have not really been born again. Put some hands together. I need somebody to join that deacon down there. Everybody just shout out, teach, pastor. As a person who has been naturally born, cannot become unborn. A person who has been born spiritually again cannot become spiritually unborn. As a person cannot be naturally born twice, a person cannot be spiritually born again twice. So get that out your head that every time you sin, you need to come to the altar and be saved all over again. As nothing can reverse our natural birth, nothing can reverse our spiritual birth. In reference to our salvation, God will not undo what he has already done. Instead, he will complete what he has begun. Scripture reference, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. In the context of Jesus' discussion with Nicodemus about being born again, Jesus also taught about the security of believers. For example, Jesus said in John chapter 3, verses 15 through 16, verse 15 says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. And then John 3, 16, y'all can say that with me. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And one thing I want all of us to recognize, henceforth, if you haven't in the past, recognize that whenever you recite John 3.16, it's context. John 16 was developed in the context of Jesus' discussion with Nicodemus. Which means had Jesus never discussed with Nicodemus uh, about being born again, we never would have gotten John 3.16. Here's something else I need you to take note of. Don't make the mistake of trying to make a difference between eternal and everlasting. I remember a certain preacher made a mess out of a lesson trying to distinguish uh, eternal from everlasting. And, and it's interesting because, you know, when you look at verse 15, it says eternal life. And then in verse 16, it says everlasting life. Well, I'm saying don't make the mistake of trying to distinguish them because both derive from the same Greek word, ionios, which translates in English as eternal or everlasting. In summation, based on John chapter 3, verses 15 through 16, we learn that being born again is secure. This means that when we are born again, we have the security of eternal life with God through Jesus Christ in heaven. Also, Jesus said in John chapter 6, Verse 37, somebody shout out, teach pastor. In John chapter 6, verse 37, Jesus said, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. This means that Jesus perceives people who have been born again as given to him by God and that he will in no way cast us out. Being born again gives us the security of eternal life. Aren't you glad that the mistakes that we have made, they do not cause us to lose our salvation and go to hell? <laughs> Fourthly and lastly, being born again is spiritual. Everybody say spiritual. I can't hear you say it louder. Spiritual. Nicodemus could not grasp being born again in John chapter 3 because he was unable to distinguish a natural birth from a spiritual birth. This is why Jesus said to him in uh, John chapter 3 verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. A natural birth requires intercourse between two human beings. A spiritual birth requires intercourse between the Holy Spirit and a human being. Being born again is spiritual because it is the primary work of the Holy Spirit within a human believer. As in the case of much that involves the Holy Spirit, like the wind, we cannot see him through the human eye. However, we can see manifestations or effects of 
the Holy Spirit. As we discussed earlier, we see evidence of being born of the Spirit by the change of life that we live. People who have been born again are no longer the same. Anybody in here know that you've been born again because you're no longer the same? Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. My beloved, I know that's been, that was a whole lot of teaching for us. I really need to conclude, but I cannot conclude unless you got it so far. If you got it so far, I'll show it by giving God a big hand of Today's message is entitled, A Talk with Jesus, Part 1. <laughs> Everybody, repeat those words, A Talk with Jesus. Our sermonic text is recorded in John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And it is about Nicodemus who has a talk with Jesus about being born again. Our key idea states everyone should be born again. So I want you to repeat that title. First of all, let's repeat our sermonic title. Everybody, A Talk with Jesus. Now repeat our key idea. Everyone should be born again. If you're in agreement, go ahead and give God some praise. We considered four characteristics of being born again. One, being born again is simple. Two, being born again is sensible. Three, being born again is secure. And four, being born again is spiritual. I wonder, do you have them? Even the people who are viewing online, I hope you have them and you can throw them back online, but since those of us in here can talk back to me and I can hear you, I need you to throw them back at me right now. First of all, being born again is what? Secondly, being born again is what? Thirdly, being born again is what? And fourthly, being born again is what? Y'all got it good. Go ahead and give God praise. This is wonderful. Jesus. Somebody shout out Jesus. Jesus. Now, those of you who know him and love him, shout it out louder. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus made it possible for people to be born again. Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. After being buried... Three days and three nights, Jesus resurrected early. Somebody shout out early. Sunday morning with all power in heaven and in earth. My beloved, thank God. And you know that's something every believer 
should do. Every believer should not have a problem thanking God. Fact of matter, how many of you, when you woke up this morning, had to say thank you? Thank you, Lord, <laughs> for another day's journey. Thank you, Lord, for watching over me all night long. So I say, thank God. John recorded Nicodemus having a talk with Jesus about being born again. Somebody needs to have a talk with Jesus about being born again. If your soul is in trouble, you need to have a talk with Jesus. If your life is chaotic, you need to have a, a talk with Jesus. If your habits are destructive, you need to have a, a talk with Jesus. If your burdens are heavy, you need to have a talk with Jesus. If your pain is unbearable, you need to have a talk with Jesus. If your mind is confused, you need to have a talk with Jesus. If your temper is out of control, you need to have a a talk with Jesus. Uh, if your walk is ungodly, uh, you need uh, to have uh, a talk with Jesus. Uh, uh, if your talk is unruly, uh, you need to have a talk with Jesus. Uh, if your destiny uh, is a hell-bound, uh, you need to have a talk with Jesus. Uh, is there anybody up in here uh, who had uh, a talk with Jesus uh, about being uh, born again. In other words, how many of you know that you've been born again because you had a talk with the Lord uh, who in heaven uh, was once a sinner uh, but now saved uh, because you have uh, been born again? Uh, who in heaven uh, was once ungodly? godly, uh, but now godly uh, because uh, you have uh, been born again. Uh, who in hell was once unrighteous, uh, but now righteous uh, because you have uh, been born again. Uh, who in hell uh, once once doing bad, uh, but now doing good. 
because you have been born again. Who in him was once living one way, but now living another way, because you have been born again. Who in him was once treating folk wrong, but now treating folk right, because you have been born again. Who in him was once going to hell, but now going to heaven, because you have been born again. If you have been born again, because you had a talk with Jesus, you are to praise the Lord. Is anybody in heaven that's not ashamed to praise the Lord? While y'all praise the Lord, let me talk to our virtual audience. I need those viewing online to talk back to me right now. Those viewing online, I need you to do some online chatting if you've been born again because you had a talk with Jesus. Praise God through some online chatting. Now, let me return to talk to those of you in the sanctuary. If you have been born again because you had a talk with Jesus, you need to praise the Lord. I heard the Bible say, let everything that have a breath praise the Lord. Fact of the matter, even though we are socially distancing, Everyone around you needs to see that you appreciate what the Lord has done for you. Ain't God alright? Are you here today? Those of you that know that the Lord has been good to you. Who in here knows that the Lord has brought you from a mighty long way. Everybody up in here should be able to tell that you appreciate what God has done for you. If you're not ashamed, if 
you're not to me. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, I'm praising the Lord because I have been born again. Y'all don't want to have church up in here. Look at somebody else right now and say, neighbor, I don't know everything, but this one thing I know, I have been born again, ain't God alright, I praise the Lord that I have been born again, because I I had a talk with Jesus. I am today a child of God because one day I had a talk with Jesus about being born again. I heard, I said, I heard, I heard. The voice of Jesus saying, come, come on and help me up in here. I said, come, come unto me and rest. Lie down. Y'all don't hear me up in here. Lie down. Thou weary, we won. And lie down. Thy head. Upon my breast, do I have a witness? I came. I got to leave y'all up in here. I came. I came. I came to Jesus as I was. I was weary and I was wounded and I was sad, but I found. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I said I found, I found, I found in him a resting place and he has, I said he has, he has made me glad. Ain't God alright? Yeah! Somebody shout out, yeah! Yeah, yes, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. A talk with Jesus, part two, next week. <laughs> yes. And Father, we come and we thank you for this time of worship. We thank you for movement and manifestation of your Holy Spirit. We pray that you will save 
the unsaved. Let not one person hearing this message here or online depart without being born again. We pray for people who are saved but need a church home. Inspire them. Father, I pray for these beloved parishioners of St. John, the ones in person as well as those online. I pray a covering of the blood of Jesus. Put your hedge around us. Protect us from hurt, harm, damage, danger, viruses, sickness, diseases, injuries, and even death. Pray that you bless us accordingly, abundantly, and amazingly. Pray, Lord, for children all over this world. Praying that you would keep them safe. Lord, we recognize that perhaps because of sin and corruption, we are seeing a display of your wrath. Lord, we pray for your mercy. Have mercy upon the innocent children all over this world. And then, Lord, I pray that you'd have mercy for the sake of believers. Despite all of the corruption and ungodliness, there's a lot of us who love you. We're imperfect, but we're striving for excellence striving to please you. So please have mercy. And then, Lord, as we prepare to bring you our tithes and offerings, we pray that they be acceptable unto thee. We pray, Lord, that you will stand on your word, which says you'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon us, that there will not be room enough to receive it. And then, Lord, when we shall depart from this place, we ask that your spirit will continue to rest, rule, and abide with us all henceforth and forevermore. And we say amen. Eyes are still closed. If you are not saved, if you do not have a church home, fill out one of those forms that's behind that pew in front of you. Afterwards, you can put it in an offering basket. You can give it to an usher. You can, or you can give it to the person at the front desk. Those of you who's viewing online, amen. you can go to the website and also fill out that form and we'll respond to you as quickly as possible. Eyes are open. If you've been blessed in this worship celebration, go ahead and give God some praise. very quickly continue to observe our safety protocol, clean the space around you, practice social distancing, utilize restrooms, only a few in at a time, continue to wear your mask, and no congregating after service. Um, there's some things that's going on, such as today. Let me see if you all know what's going on. Today at 2 o'clock, what's going on? All right. What's happening also, let's say, um, Tuesday at both the South and North Campus. 
All right, the grocery giveaway, yes. All right, what's happening Wednesday at noon? I can't hear some of y'all, amen. All right, what's happening Wednesday at 6.30? What's happening Wednesday at 7? All right, you know what, I'm gonna have to say this more because I can see some of you don't know what's going on. <laughs> All, right. All right, but anyway, let's, let's take heed to what's going on. Now, also I want to make mention that God be willing, next month begins our church anniversary month, um, and I'll be talking more to you about what's going on, but I do ask that you budget in addition to your regular tithes and offerings. Uh, $78 is a dollar per year. Church will be celebrating 78th anniversary. So if you're able to budget $78 or more, and that's in addition to your regular tithes and offerings, if you can't do what you can. We're still trying to build our virtual audience. Um, there's only so many people we can allow in our sanctuaries because we're practicing social distancing and we try to keep it at not, not exceeding 40%, somewhere between 30 and 40% to keep everybody safe. But the, the way we grow is by having to encourage everybody uh, else, others to view online. So share with people how they can listen as well as view our worship celebrations. Okay, you've been on a great congregation. These wonderful deacons are coming. And when I say it's blessing times, we shout out hallelujah. It's blessing time. <laughs> wonderful. And you know what? Next I hope that you have been blessed by the word that went forth today. And listen, without your support, we can't do what we're doing here. And so let me tell you a little bit about tithes and offering. And it's here in this scripture, Malachi 3, 8, and 9. And it says, Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offering? Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now let me take it a step further. And it says in verse 10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's what the word says. So we encourage you to continue giving to St. John. Now listen, there's various ways that you can give. One, you can give in person during our worship celebrations. Two, you can mail or drop off at the South Campus or our, our administration building. Three, you can give online. Now listen, you can find more information about where those locations are by visiting our website. Um, in the meantime, we thank you for joining us today. We hope that you were blessed and we hope that you will have a blessed week in the Lord.